I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. Taylor Brunson, killer crossover goes right by Mike Conley. Are you running Treadstone? What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Hoops and Cards. This is Gary. It's always great to be with you. Today it's especially so. It's an amazing, beautiful day here in Northeast Ohio and a lot of good things going on. I I used to record all of my episodes, or most of them, here in my phone with the Anchor app, driving around town or going to a card show or interviewing people, whatever it is. Uh, today... I'm going retro. I'm doing that again for at least one episode here out of the studio, on the road, driving around, talking with you about cards. Part of it's because earlier today I got my last group of grades back from PSA. I want to talk with you about grading your cards and is it a good idea? Is it not? In fact, let's consider this a basketball card 101. Basketball cards 101. Basics, essentials, Foundations, let's go. Let's talk about grading your cards as a collector and investor. I love that we can do this. I love that we can have cards that we value, have them preserved in a nice looking case that keeps their condition and their color, takes really good care of them, but also have their uh, mintness, their gemness, their condition just affirmed by hopefully experts. I don't know. Uh, we'll share you with you some crazy stuff that happened as I graded 10 cards and got the grades back today. Should have the, the cards back in hand by the end of the week. It's, you know, one of the things I love about grading, in fact, I almost titled this episode, my love and hate relationship with grading cards, but I don't love it. It's just a thing I do for cards to help their values and to help them look better. I don't hate it because hate's, you know, reserved for I guess just a different, different category of life, but I've had really good experiences with grading cards and some really frustrating ones. And this most recent group, I think is a perfect case study for us to talk about grading cards. If you go back to some of our previous episodes, especially the one-on-one 101, we talk about grading. And if you're new to this, it means there are many companies out there that if you send them your card, in a certain kind of box and registering it online with their site, they will evaluate the card. They'll rank it and say what kind of condition it's in. They'll put it in a slab, a nice holding case where it is fitted tightly or snugly, snugly into that plastic case. And uh, usually it's going to last a while like that. Quite often the value of your card will go up because a lot of people want to buy a card that's already been affirmed for its condition, protected, and nice to display. So I think grading cards is a great idea. Maybe you're already aware there are a ton of options out there. There's SGC, HGA, BGS, CSG, PSA. Every one of those acronyms is explained on a, on a different episode of our show, to be sure. But lots of companies are more than happy to take your 15, 20, or $30 to grade a card, 
and preserve it and send it back to you. So there's a lot of competition out there. But what one of the things you need to know is if you are grading cards with the hope of securing a certain value for them, a certain going rate on the market in basketball cards and sports cards. And a lot of what we do, you guys, is talk to you not just as people who enjoy the NBA or like collecting cards or you're brand new to this and kind of trying to figure out what you want to do. I like to talk about, hey, is this a wise money decision? Is it a smart financial move to grade your cards? And I would say, yes, if you do it with PSA. That is the most common, most popular. Not saying they're the best at everything with it, but that is the one that people look to and search the most frequently for on eBay. And historically, if you're looking to buy a gem 10, like a perfect card, that you know is gonna hold more value and have more buyers in the future. This is not a commercial for PSA by any means. But if you take your buying and selling seriously and want to at least not lose money and have a chance to profit, then you really do, I'm I'm telling you this because I'm your friend. Right, I'm not. I'm not getting a commission anyway off of this stuff, at all. I just say, PSA is the way to go if money and the value of your cards matters to you. If it doesn't, and it's just about preserving a card, and maybe you want to get a better, cheap deal on a great card that's already been graded by one of those other companies, have at it. That in fact, some people do that because they know it's going to be a less expensive version, and some people do that because they want to buy one of those crack that case open and then send it to PSA to see if they can level up, get better value, you know, crack it and resubmit. That's what they're called, resubmits. So some people do that. But I want to talk to you a bit about grading, my story, some things I'm seeing in the hobby as far as prices and values and some opportunities that you could still take advantage of. And some others I might say, hey, if I was in your shoes, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't pursue that. I would be careful of that, or I would learn from that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Basketball Cards 101, more about grading. Gary's case study, the cards I got back. We'll talk a bit about the NBA, of course, and current events. And guys, that this is just a great time of year to, to follow basketball, to watch the global game of Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Zion Williamson. I love that there are players all over the world. Victor Wembanyama getting his first card, I think, on the Sports Illustrated for Kids in this month's issue. Uh, If you want to subscribe to Sports Illustrated for Kids so that you make sure you get those kind of cards all the time in your mailbox, I'm going to do that. It's hard. Sometimes that magazine's hard to find. And the first Victor Wembenyama card, if you've seen them on eBay, they've sold for like anywhere from $25 to $100 for the big Vic. Big Vic. What? Does he have a nickname yet? Does he even need one? The big Wembenyama. Hmm. I mean, Kyle Guy went to Virginia. He's been a hell of a player for a very long time. And uh, we really need him on this team. He's he's key. He's confident. And I mean, he can really shoot the ball. And the Lowry, Lowry guy is the coach right here. Oh, that Kyle. That's my fault. Easy mix-up. He's okay. You got to be quick with me. I'm from Erie, PA. All right, so let me rattle off a few, like, why I love grading and why I don't love grading thoughts. If you are, if you've never done this before, it is, it is a great way to preserve, protect, display, 
increase the value of your cards at some point. And I think I just summarized one of my episodes from the 101 series. But like this, right now the uh, the cost of grading is cheaper than ever, especially if you can find someone that you know that already has a PSA membership and you can chip in together. Don't just pay for each card. Give them a few bucks for shipping or just as a tip for their membership. And I would actually use their expertise in looking at your cards before they actually get sent in. So uh, it, what I love about it, it's, it's cheaper and it seems faster to me. It seems like PSA has finally caught up with the backlog of hundreds of thousands of cards they've had to deal with over the last minutes, maybe it's millions, the last 24 months. And they're fast. Like, I, I believe my last four submissions, my last four groups, uh, I've sent in and received in less than six weeks, every single one of them. So very happy about that. The turnaround time, that was the cheap level. I was a member and paying $15 a card to grade cards. So no matter what grades I got, I feel like happy with the overall experience, the overall value for what I paid for them. And yeah, just have some things I don't love about them, about grading that I'll get to in a minute, but I love the price, love the turnaround time, love how easy it is to do. And I know you'll read on the PSACard.com, their site, you know, 57 instructions on how to prepare your cards and they've got to be in card savers and you got to put them flat between two blah, blah, blahs. And you got to put the label here. And I mean, some of that's true. But my last three, I did not send in card savers. Maybe they dinged me for it. I don't know, but it doesn't feel like it. So it is it is an easy process. And maybe you can meet somebody like Kurt or Dusty that uh, says something to you like, hey, I just picked two random names out of the year. Kurt and Dusty seem like friendly, friendly guys who would invite you into their group and you could send cards with them. Now, here's here's the, the thing I don't love about grading. I don't love that for most cards in the last, like the last four or five years of cards, there have been so many cards graded and I can tell these PSA graders are tired of large pop counts, population counts of players that are the big names that people sent in from day one. So Zion, Ja, Luca. Cade Cunningham, LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards. It's hard. Repeat it after me. It's hard to get a 10. It's even harder to get a 10 when you're sending in a card that everybody else is sending in. So I have sent in, here's the thing I don't love. I've sent in five Tyrese Maxey Silver Prism card 256 rookies. All of them I thought, you know what? This will at least get a nine and... If I, if I have to settle for a nine, okay, I'll be all right. But there's a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. I could get a 10. In fact, the one I just sent in, the very last group, I thought this one's better than all the nines I got. So same exact card, rather do this than pay 300 bucks for one off eBay and then never get it or something. Like I was like, this one has got to be a 10. Nope, another nine another nine. They have, they have given me a nine or lower on every single Tyrese Maxi silver prism card I've sent in every single Darius Garland silver prism card that I've sent in and same for job ja base, same for, um, uh, 
Shea Gilgis Alexander and Anthony Simons. And I just want to say, I understand there is room for human error, both on my end, evaluating a card before I send it in, and on their end. Maybe Kevin's having a bad day that day and he doesn't want to give me a 10. I mean, I don't know what I did to you, Kev, but but here's here's what I don't love. There There is a subjective, there is a personal human element that could return back in your back in your mailbox with some nines, some eights, some sevens that you didn't expect. And that's just the risk I take or you take when we grade cards. So don't say I didn't warn you. All right. If you're like, Gary, I just sent in 25 prism cards from last season and I only got three tens. Well, I am warning you right now. Those guys have seen a ton of the big name rookies. What I don't understand is Meanwhile, I included other lesser-known players that you've heard me talk about, the prospects. Cards of Jalen Noel and Desmond Bain and Trey Murphy III and Zaire Williams. Here's what I don't understand, guys, at PSA. All those got a 10. Some of them were the same exact... I can't tell a difference between the Jalen Noel silver I sent in for grading, its condition overall, its centering, corners all that stuff. I can't tell a, a real difference at all between that and the Anthony Simons silver or the Darius Garland silver, which is the same exact looking card. I'm not complaining, but what I am telling you guys as graders and future graders, I would say we're taking a risk, right? We're taking a risk that, you know, one, you didn't catch uh, a scratch or a smudge or something that's on that card and you sent it in or something happens to it during shipping. Or something happens to it when they rip it out of the box and you should have put it in a card saver, Gary. Maybe I should have and maybe that would have protected my Maxi or my Anthony. You know, um, I understand all that. Like maybe I should have seen this coming. And um, But what I'm doing on this episode is recounting some of that stuff and giving you some, some pointers, all right? With realistic expectations, I would say this to my former self and to the current you, (laughs) I would say, uh, before you send cards in, do your own inspection of that card. Wipe it down with, yeah, microfiber cloth, or I'm using a soft microfiber t-shirt, like one of those 50-50 cotton t-shirts, cotton polyester, and I'm using a hard surface like the kitchen counter or an office desk. And looking at the card in different kinds of light, comparing it with other cards from that year to see if it's centered in comparison to those and and getting a magnifying glass. Like I've done all the things, you guys. Um, so I feel like I'm, I'm getting more specific, more anal, more detailed about what cards I'm willing to send in and pay 15 bucks to grade. So I'm happy that in my last group, I'm getting four cards back that tend, five that were a nine, And here's another thing I don't love or I would caution you about when it comes to sending cards in for grading. You are all aware of like the chrome cards, like the the thicker, harder, shinier looking cards, like select NBA basketball or optic or mosaic and prism. Those are all beautiful, shiny cards, right? There are also paper cards, Don Russ, NBA hoops. Those are the two main ones. 
Chronicles, all the cheap Chronicles. Oh, the contenders, the contenders autos. Oh, the contenders rookie ticket number to 99. Alexei Pokazhevsky in a uniform I've never seen before. Oh, you beautiful contenders. And you, um, what do you call it? Oh, there's those absolute and flux. I'm just saying, if you're going to send in paper cards to grade, there is some legit upside to be had there. Especially if you look back on things like the 2017 Jason Tatum paper card or the Giannis from 2013 NBA hoops card or the Joker from 2015 Don Russ rated rookie card. There, If those things can get a 10 for you, uh, you'll be so glad. Like You should just send me a thank you letter in the mail to Hoops and Cards, Gary, and uh, you know a photo of you with your Nikola Jokic or your Joel Embiid paper card. I'll warn you, those things have a hard time getting a 10. I don't really know what, the, what they're using as far as criteria. This time I said, you know what? There's not a lot of graded Anthony Simons paper Donruss rated rookie cards. I've got, I've got, believe me, I have plenty of those cards. So I sent in two of my very best looking cards thinking, you know what? Hey, if, if these 10, awesome. Like this would be a nice flip for me. But if they don't 10, at least I'll have something good for the PC. I'll have a nice Anthony Simons rookie preserved. All that stuff that, you know, I don't know what I was thinking. But but here's what happened. I sent in two of my 20 best Anthony Simons. These are paper Donruss rated rookie cards from uh, 2018. And I just got word today. Brace yourself, kids. Brace yourself, Josh, Brad, wherever you are. Max, Logan, Reagan. Dave, Davey, Laszlo, Lucho, all of you guys, John in Istanbul, brace yourself. One of these Anfernees got me a 10. I know, I know, right? I can't, I can't take all the credit. It was me, PSA, and Anferney and Mr. Donruss. We all did that. And uh, so I got, I, got to, I got to share the credit when we celebrate later on. And, and this card enters the Hall of Fame of Hoops and Cards stories. But, but the other card, remember I said I sent two of the best cards that I had of 2018 Don Ross. The other card got a PSA six. And I'm like, what? Let me do that again. What? Yeah, that was the falsetto what that I like to give. That was like, I I can't wait to get those cards back and show you the picture of both of them. And you're going to go, what? Like a 10 and a six? I can understand a 10 and an eight, nine and an eight, but a 10 and a six. So I'm wondering like, did somebody's dog chew on this? Like when the, the, it fell out of the, the, you know, the mailman's pouch or something. Like how did this go from being one of my two best Anfernees to being a, what? A six? Are you stinking kidding me? PSA. So, hey, I'm not over here complaining. Remember, this is an episode to say to you what I just said. Paper cards. It would help to have two or three other friends inspect them. Remember, you're taking a risk. I'm glad I got a 10. I can just, I can only imagine the conversations with quality check guy one and quality check guy two over there at PSA, those two stages. And one of them's going, hey man, let's just give him two nines. And they'd be like, nah, I really like Sanford. Let's give him a 10. All right, we'll give him one 10, but I ain't giving him another nine. How about a six? <laughs> let's do it. See if he falls for it. Like, what are you guys doing? Uh, it does not look like a six to me. It's not worth cracking and resubmitting anywhere. It's just going to be like a punchline. Uh, one of my jokes in all my episodes about grading cards 
Yes, it's a risk. I don't know why my last three group submissions are full of random, decent players who got me 10s. Trey Murphy, Jalen Brunson, Desmond Bain, Emergent Silver. That's a 10. Okay, great, fine, great. But why are all the nines the good players? Jason Tatum, Giannis, Luka Doncic, Anthony Simons. Oh, wait, he's kind of in between these two levels. But uh, Darius Garland, like, why are all the all-stars not getting me tens? And I'm not saying I'm complaining, although I'm like projecting my voice. I like, I'm just, I'm, I'm literally curious because instead of grading five Darius Garland silver prisms and getting five nines, I'd rather just gone out to, you know, my buddy Chris over there and said, Chris, I'll take that PSA 10 Garland silver rain. I'll take that PSA 10 Garland silver off your hands. You just saved me like 150 bucks in shipping these stupid groups to PSA. Um, And at the same time, are the PSA 9s worth nothing? Actually, they're worth something. There is a major gap. This is uh, the more you know, right? This is me helping you. The difference price-wise between a 9 and a 10 is huge. It's enormous. It's disappointing because you used to be able to listen to podcasters like uh, Card Ladder, you listen to Market Movers and hear Jeff Wilson at Sports Card Investor talk about PSA 9s. And you'd hear Luca Tigers and Bronze, Andrew and Cage talk about PSA 9s, and you would see those go up. Sometimes they'd go up faster or in higher percentages when that player's cards would go up than the 10s would. Well, that hasn't happened in a while. And most people, and I would say this for most recent cards, you could say that the PSA 9 of a card, the PSA 9 of a John Morant rookie card, Prism, is worth as much or maybe less than the ungraded John Morant rookie. Let me say it again. The PSA 9 is often worth less than the ungraded card. Why? Well, the ungraded card hasn't been critiqued yet. It hasn't had a point taken off for a scratch, a print line, a, a bad corner, a little bit of weird centering, and an awkward, you know, smudge that nobody took off. The fact that Kevin had a bad day that day and drank too much caffeine and didn't give you a ten. Like I don't, I, I don't know. Most cases these days, modern cards, a raw card still has the potential to ten, and so that mystery in it makes it a little bit more of a draw to potential buyers and investors. Because if it looks like, hey, it could ten. It doesn't have the ding of some PSA grader in some closet somewhere saying, that's not a 10. That's barely an 8.8, but I'll give him a nine. Like, all right, fella, let's talk about this over a few. (laughs) Like, dude, um, I appreciate that I've made money. I have had some tens. I've had some decent cards come back. But uh, if you are sending in a card, you have to be ready for it to get a nine or an eight. And uh, if, if you've got friends... And that's a fact, like Agatha, Agatha, Agnes, Agatha, Jermaine, and Jack. Like, if you're friends with, look at those. I just quoted Biz Marquee. You're welcome. Uh, if, if you've got friends that will take a double take and scrutinize your cards and tell you, man, I'm your friend. And I, as much as I want to tell you this card has a chance to be a nine, it doesn't. Look at this thing. Look at this fade. I, start, I started to learn how to find print lines on cards. I started to realize, yo, um, if you want to find a card that's going to 10, don't assume that that optic, whatever the optic card is, Donruss optic, those cards have a hard time scoring tens for anybody. It's not you, it's them. 
it's optics. So, so yeah, that's, those are some warning signs for you. One thing I love about it is I did find cards in the dollar box or the two or three or $5 box that wind up, wind, they winded, they wound up getting me tens. And I'm like, even though the market's down, I could sell that Desmond Bain emergent silver prism. I could sell that Trey Murphy, the third silver prism rookie. I could sell that Jalen Brunson optic shock. What a, we have so many great names for cards, right? Excalibur, optic shock, prime twine. Like there are, we have, we've run out of adjectives for, to describe these little pieces of cardboard. Immaculate, national treasures, impeccable, flawless. It's, it's like the king of exaggeration, right? The sports card market. Anyhow, I like that I was able to buy some cards for three, five, ten bucks, send them in. A few of them got tens and I will make money on them. I have not started listing a lot of them, but what I plan to do, you guys, is uh, list them on eBay. Most of them I'll list in buy it now prices that I would be willing to take and just let them sit there till somebody buys it now. And nobody cares right now about my Zaire Williams rookie penmanship prism, you know, auto that PSA 10. Nobody cares. You don't care. You're like, Gary, I don't care about Zaire Williams. Focus on Ja. And I'm exact. you're exactly right. But I would list it now. I'm going to sometime this week. List that graded PSA 10 that people will be searching for because they're not going to search for SGC 10, HGA 10, like CGS. Give me all of the three-letter acronyms I can possibly imagine with the number 10 somewhere in the middle. No, seriously. Uh, Zaire Williams will have a playoff game where he goes for 20-plus points. He might, he might be this year's Terrence Mann, right? With two ends, Mann. He's just going to go off for one playoff game. Maybe, maybe Desmond Bain is, you know hurt. Maybe he sprained his MCL or something. I don't know. Maybe he's out for a day or two, right? And Zaire Williams comes in, hits seven three-pointers, and he's this year's Terrence Mann. He's this year's Grant Williams, right? And I've got it listed. Somebody gets excited. They jump up and pay my price. I tell you about it on Hoops and Cards sometime in May, and we all have some laughs. That's why we're here, people, to have some laughs, to enjoy friends and the hobby and sports cards and the NBA. I really, really enjoy interacting with you. And I I don't think I've said it on this episode yet, but please give me a shout out, direct message me at hoops and cards on Instagram. Tell me what your grading experiences have been. Tell me what you do to prepare cards. Tell me what questions you have about grading cards and sending those in. Um, I'm actually going to take a break for a while from grading cards But one of the things that I would say in in kind of wrapping up this conversation and this episode is as you are considering buying a card, so the the thought about grading or not, that, that should happen before you even buy a raw card. I want you to say, does this card speak to me? Does it, does it just reek of excellence? Can I find anything obviously or clearly wrong with it? You know, or is it something that's minor, but I'm trying to will it into perfection or trying to scrub it into, you know, trying to tilt it, tilt the light angles. So I just don't see that, that, you know, off centering thing. Like, no, is it a card that speaks to you? And you're like, dang, because for me, the cards that have tend were the cards that spoke to me and the cards that I thought, yep, that's going to be a 10. Uh, my son had a Shea Gilders Alexander rookie on our previous group, a PSA, sorry, a uh, uh, prism. 
number 184 from that year. And I'm like, this card is at, at one of its lowest buying points ever, but it just looks perfect. It looks awesome. And I know it's just a prism-based card, but it is SGA. He's having a breakout year again, taking it to a whole nother level, SGA. Dude, that card we sent in and it got a PSA 10. And I was like, yeah, of course it did. When the card speaks to you and probably to three or four others of your friends, Agnes, Agatha, Jermaine, Jack, TJ, Xander, Brayden, Luke, all, all, whatever friends you want to have look at your cards. If you don't have friends like that that'll do it, um, put it on our Discord. Like, like post pictures of your card on our Discord. We've got guys that will jump in and Brett and Keith and John and I and Laszlo and, you know, a lot of us will look at those and we'll be like, Aaron, Aaron will tell you. Aaron's not messing around. If you've got a Zach Levine 2014 Silver Prism and it's just slightly off-centered or something's off with it, he'll notice it, Like, Right. We're here to help you. This is not just Gary talking into his phone going. It is all of us, collectors and investors of basketball cards. The NBA season is rocking. It is rocking. I can't wait to go to another NBA game and uh, shoot some reels and tell you guys about it. For cards, the guys, I'm going to part part ways. or I'm not parting ways with you. Just till, till next time. It's not goodbye. It's like, see you later or talk with you later. I'm, I'm saying... The players that I am watching closely and thinking, man, the buying opportunity is right now. It is right now. And I feel so good about Memphis. It's hard not to. They've won like 10 in a row. It's hard not to feel good about Denver. But the guys that I like on those two teams, Jamal Murray and Desmond Bain, guys who have the ability to score in bunches and bunches and bunches, Guys that for the most part, I mean, except Jamal Murray, like don't have a lot of injury uh, track record. That's that's all I'm trying to say. I would love to see other players step up like Zaire Williams and Bones Highland and, you know, whoever else. But Jamal has playoff chops and Desmond Bain. You, you may not know this, people, but the dude has arrived. He's for real. Uh, I'm saying it again and again. I'm buying his cards. I'm holding his cards. I'm listing some of his cards. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I got for tonight. You guys, any other questions you got on grading? Hit me up. Have a great week. We know who you are. Who is she? I'm Yeah, you said that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, Put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet! All right. 
Take care now. Bye-bye then.